Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> That is so funny. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesday with Michael Farmer. And today's today's show, I know you're going to enjoy. We're going to kind of finish up on our series that we've been doing for the last four weeks or so, and Michael's going to do that. So we're going to welcome Michael in so we can um, go ahead and get started on recapping last week, and then... We'll go into this week's show. So, everybody, welcome Michael Farmer. Hello, everyone. It is truly a pleasure to be back. I have been awaiting this moment for several days now. For several reasons, we're going to talk about it. But I, I'm excited. I'm in a state of expectancy. So, hopefully, everyone uh, it will transfer to the listeners as well. As Loretta said, we're going to close this out today. There's no need to uh, be laboring the point uh, about managing your household economy. The principles are quite simple. The major key now to it is to just do it. Uh, put some action to your faith and begin to see that change take place. So we're going to begin today by just recapping over the past three weeks, and I want, don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that because I want to get to the uh, what I call the X factor on today. But the last three weeks, we talked about a simple principle that I a term that I coined called the KISS principle. That's K-I-S-S, and it simply means knowledge of income, spending, and savings. I think if you begin to just get a good thorough working knowledge of your income, your spending, and also your savings. And savings is one of those things that you rarely hear people talk about a whole lot, but it's one of those variables that is very important uh, when dealing with financial principles. Uh, sadly enough, our uh, country doesn't give a lot of focus to it because our economy is based on spending. Two-thirds of our nation's economy is based on how much we are spend, spending or how much we're consuming. So you won't hear a whole lot coming from that end dealing about savings, so that's why people savings, you don't see people saving a whole lot in this country, but it's one of those things that's needed, and we're suffering for it right now because because of a lack of savings or widespread savings on that part. So once it uh, deals with the income, something I want you to take away with this is just knowing how much income you need, and the basic way to do that is to figure out what we call your break-even point, and that's simply uh, just coming in and calculating your basic living expenses, which deals with, let me get it here. Got so much in the head right now. I don't want to run over anything. And it starts no, with housing. Okay. It starts with housing, food transportation, clothing, and insurance. So once again, housing, food, transportation, clothing, and insurance. So once you determine your break-even point, and those just reduce your basic living expenses in these categories, you need to multiply that by 1.3, which allows for taxes and giving. I'm always going to put that in the equation because giving is a very vital part of uh, being strong financially. The second part we dealt with was spending, and, of course, we dealt with some basic general, um, how do I say, suggested percentages that you want to 
kind of keep in mind, and we're going to go through those quickly as well, So, and in those categories we just named. So suggested spending percentages, and I want to stress the key word there, suggested. You Once you finish adding everything up, then you can actually do a percentage yourself and see how uh, you're looking based on how much relative to your income. Uh, the first one is housing should be around 32%. That includes your mortgage or rent, taxes, utilities, and maintenance. Next is food, and that should be around 13 15%, and then just your basic grocery list. And I don't have eating out in here because actually eating out falls into the rec- recreational entertainment category. So just basic food, just your basic grocery list at 13 to 15%. Uh, your automobile, 13 to 15%, and that is your payments, your maintenance, and any replacement costs you want to set aside at the end of, of every month. Uh, the next one is clothing, which is 5%. Insurance, which is 5%. That includes your life, health, car, home. That should be somewhere around about 5% of your total income. Uh, debt, you definitely want to keep debt to a minimum. I don't want to deal with debt and this basic part here because debt is a whole different teaching within itself, and we touched that briefly on it, so I didn't really deal with debt a whole lot on this. We just kind of talked about the nature of it last week. So mm-hmm. around 5%, that's, that's including consumer debt and credit cards. So just any debt that you have that's not including your mortgage, which is what I say but based on the nature of still falling to um, the essence of it is debt because you have an amount that you owe but just consumer debt and credit cards fall into the debt category. Entertainment and recreation, that's going to be around 7 to 8%, and that's vacation, eating out, and any other activities that you may have. Then, of course, you it can go on down to other small, what I call subcategories, education and child care, which in some instances is actually pretty big for some people. It has 5%, but, of course, these are suggested percentages. But what child care is costing in this day and time, that percent is definitely going to be a whole lot higher, especially if you have more than one child. Mm-hmm. Any medical and dental expenses that you may incur, and these are the amounts that covers covers your uh, copay and any amount not covered by insurance. So the medical and dental around four to five percent, and then uh, any other miscellaneous category around two percent. Things that we have not listed or mentioned on the broadcast, and then lastly but not leastly. Savings, and we're going to deal with just what I call short-term savings, which is 5%. And you need to get into the habit of saving something regardless of the amount every day, every week, every month. I don't care if it's a penny, a nickel, and a can, jar, piggy bank, whatever. Ashtray, it doesn't matter. Save something every month. And also what I call long-term investments, which is another 5%, and that deals with stocks, bonds, mutual funds, your 401K, and any IRA payments. And that's a whole separate teaching within itself. That's why I include uh, it in the discussion because that's, that opens up a whole other area of teaching, mm-hmm. the long-term investment. So that is on the spending side. And then, of course, on the saving side is most people, when I talk to them, the first thing that come out of their mouth is, I, I really don't have anything to save every month. I mean, that is one mentality that you really need to try to get rid of and definitely change. 
So think about that. You have to be saving something. The Bible even goes so far to tell us to consider the ant. So you got to think the ant uh, is a very, very small animal. And so when we see these ants busy during the summer and they're invading our house and our picnics in our territories, they're actually working because they know that <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> they are a nuisance to us, but God created them for a certain thing. They have to eliminate waste and they have to clean up those small things. Actually, one of the strongest uh, species on the earth relative uh, to their size. They can carry uh, almost 100 times what they actually weigh. So, and so consider the ant and be wise, as the Bible says, who prepares her meat in the summer and gathers these things in the summer because she knows that cold weather or winter is coming, and they know they have enough to live off of until that cycle gets back again. So you have to save something. Consider the ant. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> consider the ant. And you can set a goal. I mean, this is a goal. Try to set a goal to live off of 80 to 90% of your net spendable income. And once again, net spendable income is the amount, is your income minus taxes and giving. That is your net spendable income. Once you get the net spendable income amount, set a goal to live on, I'm just going to say 90% of that. So in other words, set a goal to save at least 10% of your income that's coming into your possession every month, every week, every two weeks, which however your income come in, set a goal to live on that. So start where you are. And like I said, all these percentages are suggested percentages. I always tell people to start where you are. Start where you're comfortable. And it, and just once setting a goal is, 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 a, is a key part into all of this because goals help to help to form how you think. And I think what they said, I, went to, I, I posted on Facebook earlier today uh, a formula for what I call lasting change. And the, form, and the formula simply states that attention plus intention equals tension. That's T-E-N-S-I-O-N, or pressure. So in order for change to take place, there's some pressure has to take place. You're like trying to build a muscle. One of the key components in changing of the size or the or the mass of a muscle is that you have to put a, a lot of tension on that muscle. And in doing mm-hmm. so that muscle and in doing so that muscle is going to become sore. The soreness that you know that that muscle is, is, is in the process of change or that pain indicates that you're in the process of change. So always so so remember that formula. attention attention represents your reality. Intention okay. intention I mean, what you intend to do represents your imagination. So your reality plus your imagination or your intention should create tension. Mm. And tension is what effectuates true change, what I call lasting change. <laughs> yeah, because so, the pain does produce that. I'm telling you, you, you come to a point where you just get so tired of the pain that any other fear that you had of succeeding or starting something new, uh, it becomes greater at some point. Yes, it does. And that's when change yes, happens. So, yeah. So, so don't be afraid of a little bit of pain. That that that, that statement, uh, no pain, no gain, 
It's true, but make sure you use it within context. No pain, no gain. <laughs> and we talk in the context of creating pressure, not somebody inflicting pain on you, and you say you, you're looking to gain from that. No, you just, you don't want that kind of pain. You're the pain <laughs> that's created by pressure. And with that said, I want, I want to read a scripture that I was reading when I was uh, preparing for this that really uh, blessed me, and it comes out of in Second Peter, I think it is. Let me find that right quick. Okay. But man, it was it was really really good, and I want to uh, read until you're hearing here. Okay. Yes, yeah, Second Peter. Yes, there it is. Oh, uh, Peter, that's enough. So Second Peter chapter one, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but there's a this excellent segue into what we're going to talk about, and it's talking about change. All right, just before we segue, I want to um, make sure I play our promos for everybody. Okay, then we'll ahead. go ahead and transition. I want what, will the Second Peter wind up or lead us into the next one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna lead us into the into what we're gonna talk about next, and that's the. Okay, I'll go ahead and <laughs> I'll go ahead and do our due diligence here. So everybody, we'll be right back. And Michael Palmer, he's our spiritual person coach. We're gonna transition to our next segment for our our series and finish up the one on our household economy. We'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. You're gonna to want to stay and check out our sponsors for this week's show. Everybody. 
Okay. Well, let's let's go back. Go to go to First Peter. First Peter five. First Peter. Okay. First Peter chapter five, and I'm going to be reading, of course, from the King James version. We're still one of my favorite versions, just for. Okay. And it's starting in verse eight, and it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, mm-hmm. because your adversary, the devil." As a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Verse 10 puts on the key in on, but the God of all grace, another word that you can put is favor, but the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Or so be it. So well, verse 10 is what I want wanted you to really uh, key in on. Uh, this is something that most people uh, try to do. They try to avoid the suffering it, right before that is it, it tells you to that you need to resist to be sober. That means be, be sober in your mind, have a clear head, be vigilant. That means to be watchful. It said because you you have an adversary called the devil that goes about as a lion seeking whom he may devour. He said, but whom you need to resist. Or it says, do not give way to him, as it says in the Bible in basic English. Do not give way to him, but be strong in your faith, in the knowledge that your brothers who are in the world undergo the same trouble. So we all have the same troubles whether we're saved or saved or not. We just have the power as Christians to resist him. It didn't say, pray that you resist him. It says, no, you resist him. Why? Because he's already given that power. He's already defeated. So you have the ability to resist him. Then it's in verse 10. It says, and after you have undergone pain for a little time. So sometimes resistance can create some a little bit of pain or a little bit of pressure. That's an, enough, a more appropriate word for that is pressure. Sometimes uh, resisting, doing evil, puts pressure on your flesh. So I want you to think about that, and that's, and that's what we do. We're just talking about with that equation. Attention plus intention equals tension, and tension is what brings about change. Or in that word, tension, in other words, attention can be, you, you can be pressure. So it says, but the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, which means complete, Perfect, um, complete or mature, he'll establish you, he'll strengthen you, and he will also settle you. And the word settle simply means to give you a good, solid, firm foundation. The Bible in basic English says, and after you have undergone pain for a little time, the God of all grace, who has given you a part in his eternal glory through Christ Jesus, will himself give you strength and support and make you complete in every good thing. His is the power forever, so be it. So we have no excuses for not accomplishing what God has set before us. The same afflictions that are in the world, we all have to go through them. Wow, <laughs> I, I love that. that. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm hoping we can break it down just a little more as we go further into the show before the time is up. Because you know people are going to have so many excuses that, and they currently have excuses. I hear them all the time. But if they would just get what you just said, there, you know, there is no respected person. So you too can can find that level of success as defined as, as only you can for yourself. So I, I'm glad we're having this conversation. So so and so now with that said, for the distance, what I I want to let you know that. The advantage that we as Christians have over the world is this thing called favor or grace. That's that's mm-hmm. what I call the the X factor and the finances. Because sometimes you have when you have exhausted all of your natural means, <laughs> you, you you you've exercised all the principles. You know that I I can't earn any more money right now. I have cut every expense that could be cut. I even I even get to the point, Lord, I'm I'm saving a nickel every two weeks, and you <laughs> and, and and you're pretty much at your wit's end. Now is the time for you to tap into the X factor, and that is called favor. And and, and favor was was really a more prominent word in Old Testament times when you when you deal with when you deal with the Word of God, but in New Testament times, which we are under, it, the word actually is grace. It's grace, mm-hmm. and, when we, and we talk about his grace a whole lot because there are some things uh, that grace and favor can get you that money can't even purchase. It just can't. And I'm quite sure, Loretta, you I, you probably experienced this probably more than anybody. <laughs> I'm like but, the poster child for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so trust me, everybody, and, and she, is, she, she is literally, I, I can say that from just, just knowing her these past few years, I mean, she definitely is a poster child for the favor of God. And not just the favor of God, but the favor of men. Because he don't just want you to just have favor with him. I want his right. favor. That's what I'm seeking. But in doing so, I also want favor of men. But I don't want to too much rely on the favor of men because sometimes stipulations come with it. Uh, but I, so I, do want to, I do want to walk in God's uh, favor and grace favor. at all times. Because I was just thinking this in my spirit yesterday, or was it last night, that, and it just came to me that favor and grace can get you things and into places that even a gold or a platinum card can't get you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That so <laughs> that's, true. I was and just I'm, thinking about that last night. And I'm a living witness. I, asked, uh, I said I was going to talk about this may be the time. Uh, let me see here. I think it's Proverbs 8 and 35. Is that where I want to go? Talking about obtaining favor. Oh, yeah. That would be great. 12. Great tie-in to all of this, because I want people to understand this. this oh, uh, no, it's, it, for it, us, is actually, for it is actually Proverbs, it's actually Proverbs 22 and 1. And it says, and this is the King James Version, it says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and love and favor than silver and gold. So so listen to that. I'm reading that. I'm reading this in the Bible in basic English. It says, a good name is to be more, is more to be desired than great wealth, and to be respected is better than silver and gold. Oh. 
And then right after that it says, the rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. So so say you say you got a rich uh, a rich man and a poor man standing side by side. The Bible just told us that God made both of them. So what's the difference? What's the difference? And we just read it. Having a good name, or or having a good reputation, and also his love and favor. It was interpreted in the Bible and based in English said to be respected is better than silver and gold. And that and that's having that good name that means that you're a person of your word. When they hear your name, they're they associated with good, not with evil. No, that that is how you get a name of good reputation out in society. And trust me. It goes a long way. It either it'll get you into some places, or it'll obtain you some things. That silver and gold, of course, we don't deal with silver and gold. We deal with currency here in the United States. We have money uh-huh. can't get you, and I'm a I'm a living witness to that. And of course, when we were in in the search for a building over uh, a year ago, when not you guys in search for a building, it's over a year ago. We ran into this situation. I just want to give a different personal testimony here. We we ran into this yeah. situation for I we I was out searching for places to to lease. We, we need a bigger a bigger place because where we are, we had completely outgrown it. Just the number of customers that we had, even though they come in for a short amount of time, we still needed the space. And just in our quest to find a good another retail spot, I mean, just the the lease payments on these buildings were just out there, and I was just come back to my office and literally being almost in tears and saying, well, Lord, it, it is no way that I'll, I am willing to pay that kind of money in rent or lease to someone every month. It's just, to me, it is, it's just too wicked. That's, 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 that's pretty much how I felt. So I began to pray and say, well, Lord, you know, I've been in this situation for a minute. You know, it's, if, if I don't get this building, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to close the business. I mean, that was, that was a fact. That was a literal Actual fact that if we didn't find this other location, that we would have to close the uh, we would have to close the business. Well, one day I was driving home. There was a place that I had wanted. I had seen it. I had gotten out and walked around it and laid hands on it and spoken into the kingdom. I, mean, I did all the I did all the things that you know that 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 we go through. You know when we when we want things we, we do. Sometimes we go do these uh, what I call these super spiritual things but they're really not God's will for your life. I was going home one day, and I saw a for sale sign in front of a building, and God instantly spoke to me, so I want you to call them. And in, in my mind, I'm like, call them for what? I don't want that building. <laughs> I want that building. I already don't claim this other building. So in, in obedience, key word, make sure you write that down, in obedience, I went home and I called the people. Well, when I called them, they said, well, can you just meet us at the building? On this day, I said, yes, I can meet y'all there. Well, when I got to the building, we looked at it, looked at the first floor, and the guy just talking, and I'm like, man, this is something up with this because this guy keeps telling me he wants me to have this building. I said, wow. I said, okay, I know you want me to have it, but but right now my money is saying something different. But I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm still thinking, God, you the one that told me to call them, so I kept reminding him of that. 
And then there was a second floor to the building where when I went up the stairs and saw the space up there, I literally almost passed out. That almost literally I had to pretty much gather my thoughts and my senses and say, wow, Lord, this is this is almost too much for me to gather right now. Well, long story short, we're in the building. <laughs> Other people wanted the building. It was... Uh, End up being not just a lease situation, but end up being a purchase situation. We actually purchased the building. The building's actually in our name right now. All right, and, I love that story. And and the and what we are paying by way of payments every month is almost half of what we would have been paying in. Not quite half, but almost half of what we would have been paying if we were had to lease the building. Of course, with all the all the expenses and everything that come with it. But all I prayed for during this time was favor. I never, I never prayed for money. Lord, I need this amount of money. I said, Lord, I just need your favor because it's a principle that I learned years years ago is that a good name, and and we had already established a good name in what we were doing. And I know that because these the, the people who financed the building did a background check on us. <laughs> background <laughs> check. She checked our credit, and they said, Look, you know every every. Everything looks good. You you guys seem like you would be perfect tenants for it. You know, we want you in it. And and we're in it. And I can and all glory goes to God because when all said and done, you know, God wants the glory. He doesn't need the building. Mm-mm. It's already his. He doesn't need it. Exactly. It's his. He's in heaven. <laughs> all he wants is the glory. All he wants is the worship. All he wants is the thanks that goes with it. And not just for that event, but he wants it at all times. And mm-hmm. so that's so so that is what I'm saying to to the listeners on today, is that if you want to appropriate favor or the grace of God, then you're going to have to do it His way. You have to do it in His timing, and it may not be what you want, but God knows the best thing for you. Because like I said, that bill was what was what I wanted. I had already, like I said, claimed what I wanted. <laughs> But no, yeah, he, you had your he heart set on the other building. Oh now. yeah, oh yeah, of course I did. I mean, I had to cross the numbers and everything on. Of course, you know, it would have been, you know, we probably couldn't afford it for what they were asking for it. And it's amazing that the uh, after all that, I remember the guy called me who owned that building and asked me, did I still want it? I, I said, no, I'm not. I'm in the building now. He said, well, <laughs> if, if you ever think about you want to lease, I said, sir, I am not interested in leasing nobody's building. <laughs> <laughs> I had already said I had already set a, a threshold in in my mind for you know and that threshold was two thousand dollars a month or or no I think it was fifteen fifteen to two thousand a month if I ever had to get to the point where I was spending over fifteen hundred dollars a month in a lease to somebody then it was time for me to own so that that was was always my confession and my expectation and guess what and God knew that when when He told me to call these people. And, and thank God, you know, we, we had favor not just with God, but we had favor with the people who owned the building and everything. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we had favor with God and man. Even even, even the Bible says that uh, Jesus had to grow in favor or grace with God and also with man. So if Jesus had to grow in favor and grace, mm-hmm. then that lets me know I have to grow in favor and grace with God and also with man. So so that's that's what I call the X factor when it comes to your finance and that X factor is what we would what we so we, we call it a miracle. But you know, mm-hmm. when, when God is when God is dealing with his children, he don't like force to call them miracles. When he's dealing with his children, he he like for us to say, 
that God provided is really not a miracle. It's something that we should be expecting God to do. Miracles are signs and wonders are for unbelievers. That's what the Bible says. Oh my goodness! They wow. are they are not they are not for believers. The ones who believe in God. So these type of things is what we should become accustomed to. Why? Because we are His children and we're doing those things that are pleasing in His sight. That's a qualifier. Is that you are continually doing those things that are pleasing in His sight, and in doing so. You should expect the favor of God. There, 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 there may be some pressure that's going to come with him, but we just, just read. He said, but God himself is going to perfect you. He's going to establish you, and then he's eventually going to settle you. So that's what he did. He's going to he's going to perfect you or make you complete in those things concerning him. And you and you got to think this is a process. God wants you to be complete. He wants you to be mature in the things of Him. It's a process, and inherent in the word process is that you are proceeding or you are moving forward. Nowhere intended in the definition of a process is backsliding. So so if so if you say you are in a process, then backsliding and habitual sin should not be in the equation. If you are, you're not in a process, because remember, process means that you're moving forward. Ooh, that was deep. Wow, it should backsliding. It's not in the equation. If you are it's in, not in the equation. If you're in the process or if you're in the, or if you're in the act of proceeding forward, that's what a process is. I'm proceeding forward. Then to backslide cancels out the process. Because that means you're going back and not forward. That's why they call it backsliding. And God is able <laughs> to forgive you in that process of backsliding, but his goal is that you don't go back that way again. Ooh. And then also and also be willing also be willing to pay the price for the consequences of that backsliding. You know, he, he's able, he can show you mercy, and he, and he can wipe out the effects of that, or he may not. It's totally up to him. It's not up to you. Mm. So, his, so, so his perfect will for us, and that's why it says that God wants us to be perfected. I mean, he wants us to be complete and mature. He don't want us to be like children and talked about with every wind of doctrine. God's Ooh. intent and purpose God intent and purpose in sending his son, his word into the earth to die for us was to eradicate the power of sin over our lives. I mean, and I, and I would preach this particular statement going to my grave because I'm a firm believer, and that's what he did. Now a, a friend, now, a fringe benefit of that is that we don't have to die and go to hell, but his purpose for coming was that we don't have to be held and the power of sin, like the people who was who was who was subject to it in the Old Testament were. We're we're no longer under that. We're no longer under that bondage anymore. We have the freedom. We have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. He's given us the spirit of adoption where he said we can cry out to him, you know, Abba Father. That's a term of it that's a term of endearment. We now have that personal relationship with him 
but we can call him Abba or whatever, whether you want to call him Papa or Dad or whatever you call your your natural your natural father is what <laughs> you call your spiritual father. Whatever name you you gave them, that's what you can they can do. Like my 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 grandchildren, you know they call me Papa and my children call me Daddy. So you know they can you know when when they dealing with God, they can call him the exact same thing because it's a term of endearment. That means that that they can they can turn to me when in time of need and knowing that if if it's within my provision that that need can be met or they have someone they can talk to. So I just I it it I sometimes I just feel like I can open up the people and just split them open and just pour this on the inside of them and say, Now go do it <laughs> Because I mean that's, that's how passionate I am about what God not can do, but what he wants to do in the lives of his children. And we are his children if we have accepted his son as our personal Lord and no, as our personal Lord and Savior. So that's that's what that X factor is in in in, in the finances. Is that there's a component called favor, or there's a component called, called grace, and and there are so many uh, what I call offshoots of His grace. You know, sometimes it's His mercy, sometimes it's His provision, sometimes you just simply need His love, and His love was appropriated through His grace. So, so we need to learn to latch on to that and get the sin out of your lives. And I know some people be thinking, well, I, I thought we can't live above sin. Well, you know that is that that's a doctrine that came straight out of the pits and the bowels of hell. If if someone has taught you that, and I can personally say that, and I would stand up to it any day with scripture and experience supporting it. So, mm-hmm. so we have to get as the children. We have to set the standard. We are the ones. We are the light, as the Bible says, that he that the world should be looking to for answers. We are the salt that the world should be looking for. Uh, how, how, you know, wow, you guys, the, the church is thriving in the midst of all this economic calamity. You know, how are you guys doing it? And we're, we're, we're doing it because we are the salt, and we're the salt of the earth. We are the, we are the preserving force in the earth today. They should be looking to us, not making a mockery of us. So, so, so it's those kind of things that I'm passionate about when, I talk about this because I'm a firm believer that God is completely impartial, and cause and I am and the reason I say that because the word righteous means impartial, and and I know that when God delivered me from sin in 1989, that He then He that He didn't make me the exception. No, He said no, no, you're not the exception. No, you you can do this. And I'm a living witness that if you do this, you will see things change in your lives. It's not going to happen overnight. I can, I can attest to that. But if you keep living and if you if you keep sacrificing, if you keep worshiping Him with this with your whole heart, mind, soul, and, and strength, and the word worship simply means obey means to obey. If you obey Him, though, these are the kind of things that He's looking to do. God says He's He's looking, He's looking throughout the earth realm looking for somebody that he can show himself strong on their behalf. And I'll be saying, Lord, I always got my hand raised, so here I am, Lord, here I am. <laughs> show yourself strong on my behalf because look look at what I've done. 
I've, I've obeyed this. I did this because you told me to do this. I said this because you told me to say this. I went over and blessed that young man or that young lady because that's what you told me to do, Lord. So these are the things that, so in order for you to obtain favor, sometimes you have to show favor. Ooh, now that's good. That's good, Michael. I like that. Sometimes in order to obtain favor, you have to show favor. Show favor, exactly. Sometimes you have to be a blessing to somebody who who doesn't have the means to do it. And I do it, and, 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 and I rarely testify of what I do relative to giving. Yeah, I just I yeah. just sit I just sit back and just relish in the moment when 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 I see the results come forth. Because God gave me a term uh years ago and it simply says what you do in obscurity, he said, I will reward you in extravagance. Ooh. So 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 think about it. so so what you do in obscurity, I mean that Things that you do that nobody would probably ever see, he said, I'm going to reward you in extravagance. Mm. And 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 I'm the type of person I don't mind being hated on. Because as I said on I put out on Facebook the other day, look, haters are a prerequisite for God preparing a table before me in the presence of them. He can't prepare a table if there are no haters. Ooh. So 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 I invite people to hate on me. I want you to hate on me because that just means the table is going to get wider and longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Michael. That was good. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put that on Facebook. <laughs> well, so, oh, so my bring goodness. It on. Bring it on. Trust me, I am not afraid because people, like, people come in now, and, and, and when they see what God has done in our lives, they just think I got so much money. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save. I'm gonna say if anybody is planning on kidnapping the with me, I'm gonna save you some save you some effort. Ain't ain't no money stacked up. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna let you know I'm always when 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 a need arises that that I don't have the money or the finances to get done, I'm always turning to God's favor. And in most and and probably nine times out of ten, he comes through. Because there are there are not a lot of things I ask for myself. Most thing I ask to be a blessing uh, to my community, be a blessing to my family, be a blessing to my customers, be a blessing to my students. I'm always looking for things to be a blessing to them, and I just get and I just get the fringe benefit of it. Ooh. that was good. So, like, I really like that one. <laughs> so, 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 so that's what I'm I'm telling to my listeners today is that I'm I'm just I'm issuing you a challenge. I'm I'm challenging you to just surrender all of your life to him today. My just my just the part that that says that you know well I don't have to I no longer have to die and go to hell. That is that I got called that I call that the lowest rung on the ladder of salvation. That I don't have to die and go to hell. Now now some people probably was in it so long it just probably seemed like it's the top of the ladder. But 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 that's what I call just the 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 the, the bottom recesses of, of his grace. Because grace y'all can write this down, grace has two components to it. Uh one is God's riches is at Christ's expense. That means that's that's his saving grace. That he sent his son to die for our sins. God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm-hmm. 
And now when you begin to mature, as he, he as we talked about in the scriptures, as he's, he's going to make you complete, now you can start walking in God's riches and corresponding, or God's resources and corresponding enablement. Okay, say that again, Michael. God's <laughs> resources and corresponding enablement. That means that he 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 endues you with certain resources and abilities to get things done in the kingdom. So God's resources and corresponding enablement. That's that's why I'm walking. I've I'm so far beyond the part that you deliver me from hell. I that's 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 what I call the rudimentary or the or, or, or elementary. I call that elementary or kindergarten. Yeah. Relative growth, or, or kindergarten to growth in the kingdom, you know, thank God he did that, and I'm walking in that. Now I'm going on. That's why the Bible says we go from, from grace to grace or, or grace upon grace, and we go from faith to faith because he never wants us standing still because in, in the realm of the spirit, things are always moving. Things are always moving in the realm of the spirit. Their thing is floating in the atmosphere right now. I can't see my naked eye, but they're there. All kind of viruses and all kind of diseases and bacteria, and they can looking to latch themselves onto onto somebody, but they they can't latch themselves onto me because I always confess that you know I'm I'm God's anointed, and anything that that comes upon me has to die because of the anointing. That's why I've, I've, I've never suffered from a cold. I've never had the flu. I've never taken a flu shot because I always. I believe that what Jesus did on the cross, he didn't do in vain. He did that for me. Amen. He didn't take all them. He didn't take all those stripes on his back. And, and and I'm still talking about God's grace. I'm talking about appropriating His grace. And that's and that's my confession. That's my confession. Now, if you want to take the flu shot, that is that is strictly up to you. You have to operate according to your proportion of faith. My proportion of faith says that, you know, by His stripes I'm healed. Amen. And 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 Jesus took a grown man's whipping, so we could walk in that healing. Body bruised and battered than any than probably any other nobody else probably could have took the beating that he took. Oh no! So I always oh, no. so, I, so so I always confess to him, Lord, I refuse to let your stripes be in vain. Amen. You know, so 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 that's why, and and I'm doing what I can do naturally. To do of that. course, yeah. By, by eating right and by eating right and exercising and and you know and and thinking good thoughts because your your body responds to your mind. That's one component that people you know leave out of having a healthy body is that you got to have a healthy mind because your your body responds to your mind. So I, I know it seems like I've probably been on a rant or a tangent.
I don't think he's doing anything.
Right, and we kind of touched on that last week um, because you were saying um, the world's way or our own way outside of God's way, you get the world's reward. But if you do it God's way, then, of course, you'll start enjoying his rewards, which are, you know, (laughs) they they are fruitful and they multiply. (laughs) It's all I can say. And, and, and you got to think when when I first got saved, I was I was, at, at the at the at the moment I was just thankful for peace. I'm serious. I mean that was peace was all I needed at that time. I, it wasn't it wasn't about having no stuff. I didn't even know I was entitled to all this stuff. All I knew is that Lord, you gave me the peace that has eluded me for so many years, and that's what that was my focus at the time. And of course, one of the one of the uh, one of the driving, uh, what I call, well, well, not not results, but just or one of the driving uh, effects of being in the in, in the kingdom is that you have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And like I said, that the, the peace that truly surpassed all understanding. Man, I I was I'm a true believer in that, and and that's what sold that's what sold me so deeply, and and no, in, into the kingdom because you know anything that can appropriate peace to this degree that I experience, you know, I'm in and there's no and, and I, there's no way I'm coming out. So so <laughs> peace is what so 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 peace is what attracted me. Peace is what got me. You know, it it could have got something you know, you have your own personal testimony. You 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 know what what got you. As uh, Oswald Chambers says, your line of attraction will always be your line of appeal. So so the thing that attracted you in the kingdom, that's the thing that's going to always appeal to you. Mm. So, 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 also make sure it is of the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. You know, not goosebumps. You know, you get you get goosebumps just go off from hot to cold. So if you always mm-hmm. look for the goose, if you look for the goosebumps to pop up, then that's you know that's that's something fleshly that you're that you're looking for. Because sometimes you're not going to have the goosebumps, especially. When he, Starts to correct you. <laughs> you, start to, you start to correct you and show you things that you need to get. You need to get better in your life. So, just just see Christianity as a lifestyle, and and there are a whole lot of standards that he set for for us to to go by. Now, now I'm not going. I hate to say rules and and laws and all that. No, he's he's pretty much set standards for his children yeah. to attain to a and you know and, and holiness is one of those standards. You know, sanctification is one of those standards. You know, prosperity, mm-hmm. believe it or not, is is one of those is one of those standards. And I just find natural prosperity I've always have been the state of that you flourish in and everything that you do. Anything that you set your hand to, you you know you've done it with all your might. So you know you're gonna get the maximum results out out of anything that you do. So it's it is just in you no know, just imperative in, in this day and time that we begin to seek God more and more, you know, to to seek his kingdom and his righteousness and then just allow the things to be added. Because he, he, he knows what you have need of before you even ask. But he set a standard for righteousness. He, has, he set a standard of righteousness where we must abide by to appropriate those things. So anything that you have to say in closing, Loretta? Oh, oh, yeah, because, you you know, when you start talking about favor, and God talks about favor, I mean, Old Testament then, of course, is is, um, talked about in the New Testament as well, because then, you know, it's God's grace and and his goodness and his mercy, and I just love, and again, I'm just kind of going back over in my mind, 
something that you already said, I'm almost missing what you just said, because when you said that the fact that when we're saved and we're believers that we don't die and go to hell, that's a benefit. That is, that's huge for a lot of people, and that's what people concentrate on day in and day out because they don't understand or they haven't been taught the revelation that there are other benefits of being a Christian too. Yes. Now that's a yes. great one. That that's huge. I'm not belittling that, but I love what you said. But there are others. There are entitlements there. But you got to know the word of God so that you can um, tell Him His word. Remind Him. He knows. He hasn't forgotten. But He just wants to know that we know His words. And when you know those words, oh my goodness, your life changes in word in ways that you never even imagined. It just and that's how you're able to have peace in the midst of the storm. That's how you're able to have some joy uh, in the midst of calamity or tragic tragedy. So, and that's the place where I want to be too. Not that these things don't matter to me, and I'm not hurt by them uh, in in my natural mind, but I want to have the mind of Christ that says, you know what, this too shall pass. And yeah. when you say it's the correction, and then God says where there's correction, there's it yields to perfection. So when you're corrected in an area, you should become better at that thing, and I have to re, you know, keep getting corrected, and that makes you exactly. better. Which, you know, perfection is another word for being better in that area. So yeah. you have taught today, my brother. I promise you. <laughs> this well, is I have. I have just allowed the Holy Spirit to speak through me like that. I'm, I'm just a yielded vessel. I don't, a lot of things I don't come up with, I just, you know, my one of my goals now is in my life that I'm practicing personally because I'm, I'm always looking to be perfected, and one of them is, is practicing the, what we call the golden rule, and that's treating people the way I would want to be treated. And I don't realize how much pressure that they push you under. So that, that's why I'm glad that scripture applies to what I'm talking about now. And yeah. secondly is patience, not, not getting out of Ahead of God and doing my own thing and and saying my own words, but but, be, but being patient and just seizing upon opportunities, uh, you know, to be an ambassador ambassador for the kingdom, which He's you know ordained not just me, but has ordained all Christians to be ambassadors for the kingdom. Yeah. My goodness, it's so funny because. Um, Joel Olson and I get his um, devotional every morning, and the one for today is entitled Exceptional Favor, and he uses scripture, Proverbs 4 and 18, the path of the just and the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more until the perfect day, until it reaches the full strength and the glory in that perfect day. And yeah, yeah I just wish we had more time. So I, I know I, we've got to talk about exceptional favor and that unprecedented favor because like anything else that God does, and, and I hate to say levels, but there are certain levels when you know better is like uncovering something. You uncover oh, it, and then you got to keep going and moving because you know that, okay, I got this out of this when I, this happened. Now exceptional things will happen. And he also reminds us that um, Joe Osteen reminds us in his study that we are not uh, ordinary and we are not average. We are extraordinary because God um, breathed his life into us, which made us exceptional and exceptional people. Of course, we face exceptional difficulties, but the good news is we serve an exceptional God. He'll pour out his exceptional grace, exceptional wisdom, and exceptional favor. So that tied into what you wanted to talk about today, Michael. And, you know, God leaves nothing unturned and undone. He, when his will is um, 
you know, when we sacrifice, no, when we're obedient, yes, when we're obedient to yeah. his will, these things happen and you get to see more and more of God's goodness. Yes, so 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 my, my closing remark today is that don't be afraid to experience that pressure for a little while, as as First Peter five talked about, mm. because because it's a God Himself. He's going to come in and He's going to perfect you, and He's going to establish you or confirm you, and He's going to settle you or plant you in a, or give you a firm foundation. That's what the word settle means. It's going to get you to settle down where you should be in your purpose for life. So so when the pressure comes, don't run. Don't cave in. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. <laughs> Just say, oh, Lord, I, I know you, you're doing something in me, and I'm going to stand here until I get the full revelation of it. So that's that's what Ooh. I leave, leave with you on today. And and God wants you effective. He wants you to be that witness. He wants you to be, as I said, that ambassador for his kingdom. Wow. I love that. All right, Michael Farmer, we thank you so much. We thank everybody for listening to Lorena McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. And I guess my closing remarks would just be to agree with what Michael just said, because after that pain and that correction, on the other side of that is a greater you. So yes. stay in the race. Never give up. You can falter a little. You know, you can get a little weak, and that's that's okay. But never, ever, ever, ever give up, and never everything God has forgotten about you because he has not. Until next Tuesday, we'll talk to you very soon on the radio. Be greater than you were on yesterday. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yes.